Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of the Kings, <coughs> the second book of Kings, that is Malachim Bet. We are in this chapter two, that's Parak Bet, and we are about to read <coughs> verse 15. We just read, learned in the last podcast of Eliyahu being carried in some sort of tornado or whirlwind being lifted up into the sky um, and afterwards disappeared. Elisha mourned the loss of his, of, his, of his great teacher and Elisha then crossed the Jordan by performing another miracle. When the, when the, uh, 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 the prophet, the, per, the, the Bnei Hanavim, the, uh, prof, prophetic, the prophecy students, so to speak, um, who had been watching from a distance, <coughs> saw that Elisha split the, the Jordan River and came back again. <coughs> uh, that's where we're starting from at verse 15. The uh, disciples of the prophets saw him. Asher Biricho, the ones, the prophets who were living in Jericho and Yericho, Mineged, when they saw him from opposite the river, and they said, must be the spirit of Elio, the spirit of Elijah, the one who performed all those miracles. We now see his student Elisha performing a miracle. <coughs> so must be the spirit of Elio who is now upon Elisha. So so they came to greet him and they bowed to him. And immediately they said to him, um, presumably they hadn't seen everything that had transpired, or according to the Ralbag, uh, who <coughs> we've been um, more or less going along with his parish, Ralbag, who said that he didn't go up to heaven, but he was just raised into the sky uh, by this wind, as uh, his actual body was raised into the sky, they may have seen that and thought, well, the wind must have blown him somewhere. So Vayomre love, so they said to him, there among your servants, in other words, among us, of, of there's fifty of us that are that are strong and and able people, able bodied men. Yelchunot, let them let them all go. Let us uh, you know, let them all go. and search out your master, see if we can find Elio. Because maybe this wind that came from God blew him somewhere. And threw him onto one of the mountains. Or into one of the valleys. So Vayomer, Elisha said, Remember, Elisha had been told by Eliyahu that he was going to be taken away. Elisha had no idea, of course, where Eliyahu was taken to. But he knew Eliyahu had already told him that 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 he's going to be gone, so he said, "Don't bother, <coughs> don't bother looking." <coughs> Excuse me. However, vayifteruvo adbosh. And by the way, I just want to mention that many of the uh, commentaries understand when it says maybe the spirit of God carried him. If you recall back when Eliyahu met Ovadiahu, when he when he was on his way to meet Achav, and he met the prophet Ovadiahu, Ovadiahu said to uh, to uh, to Eliyahu. Um, well, the Spirit of God might just carry you off to somewhere, right? You might just disappear again into the wilderness, like keep on hap- keeps on happening with you. The Spirit of God just carries you from place to place, as we've seen in the, this chapter itself in the last podcast about how 
Elio, you know, just wandered from place to place based on whatever the spirit of God would lead him. <coughs> so that's another way of understanding. Perhaps the spirit of God has carried him off. But I'm look, I'm translating it a little bit more literally. Simply the the ruach, the wind that was brought about by God, blew him somewhere. So they bothered him by ad bosh. They bothered him until he it was it was literally means until he was embarrassed to say don't look for him anymore because they kept on saying maybe he's he's away somewhere. What do you mean you're not looking for him? So he, he couldn't at some point he couldn't say don't look for him. They're offering to look for your teacher. So he said, Go ahead, send them to look. So they sent 50 men to look. And they searched for three days. And they could not find him. So he was gone. Presumably the importance of this episode is that, um, among other things, the importance here we should recognize is that uh, Elio, though he was blown somewhere, he wasn't found. He wasn't findable. He had disappeared. He was truly gone. By love, so they came back to Elisha Yoshev Biricho, and at this time he was staying in Yericho, still three days later. By and he said to them, Hello, you know, and they obviously they came to him and said, Well, we couldn't find him. He said, Well, didn't I tell you? Don't bother. Don't bother looking. Um, the attitude here is a little bit a little bit off putting. And that is that, you know, why couldn't Alicia shouldn't simply have answered them? Thank you. Thank you very much for your efforts. I'm sorry we didn't find him. But instead he said something like, I told you so. Which starts to get you a little bit of a feeling here. And, and it's not a comfortable one. In the next story, in verse 19, The people of the city, in other words, Yericho, where he still was, said to Alicia, here, look, you can see that the this city is a nice place to live. Like you could see, it's nice. You know, to this day, there's palm trees and it's in a nice valley. It's in, on, on, a, on a plain, there's mountains around it. It's, it looks pretty. However, the water that we have is, is, is very foul. The water is not healthy. And the land living here causes people to die. So people are, uh, because the water is somehow poisoned, whether there's some kind of uh, bacteria growing in there, it's, it's just not, it's not good, it's not healthy. So Elisha said to them, Take for me a new dish, and put some salt in there. And they brought him the, this dish with salt. And he went to the place where the water came out, the spring from which, for where the water was flowing from, from which the people of the town of Yericho got their water. And he threw salt on it. And he said, So says God, I have healed this water. There will be no longer any death and bereavement coming from this spring. And the water became healed, it became healthy. Adayom said to this day, uh, this particular spring near Yericho, near Jericho, gave clear, healthy water. Kidvar Elisha Sherdiber, as Elisha has said. So here you have a story of Elisha doing another miracle, another work of wonder, uh, similar in many ways to the, the miracles that were done by Elio. If you remember back in the beginning of Elio's days, one of his early miracles was 
making the jug of oil by this widow who helped him out, right, um, keep on flowing. This is similar in the sense that the people of Yericho gave Elisha a place to live. Uh, he resided there, a nice place to live. Uh, and they didn't have water to drink, and he enabled them through a miracle to drink, uh, to have healthy water to drink. Vayal um, Misham Beit So, and then Elisha left Yericho and went to Beit El. It's not stated as to why he did that. Presumably, Beit El is, remember, the place where the other Bnei Nevi'im, the other disciples of the Nevi'im were. So maybe he was going to meet with them. Who knows? That's just uh, conjecture. But the verse does not state why it is that he did it. And he's going up along the road. And some young boys came, left the city. Presumably this would be the city of Yericho. And they, uh, they made fun of him. They called out uh, names to him. They called him out in a, in, a, in a derogatory way. And they said, Go up, bald man. Go up, bald, bald-headed guy. So they, they started calling him uh, derogatory nicknames. And it's interesting because, remember, Eliyahu, his teacher, was described as a very hairy man. Elisha was apparently a bald man who did not have a lot of hair. And here they have these boys making fun. There's a lot of um, literature in the rabbinic literature trying to understand who these boys were and, and what they were doing. But on the surface, it's important to point out that um, the verse here presents them as just a bunch of little kids making trouble and making fun of a funny-looking old man, or what that, that's what they were calling him, which is obviously something that is very uh, disrespectful, very um, um, inappropriate, uh, and, and, and wrong, uh, but not necessarily something that deserves a tremendous punishment. However, what happened here was, in verse 24, And he turned around, and, uh, and he saw these boys, and he cursed them in the name of God. And immediately, two bears came out of the forest. Now, Obviously, a lot of things might have changed between uh, those days and nowadays in terms of the uh, geography and the topography of the land. But anyone that's been in the area of Yericho and Beitel today can't imagine a forest where bears living in it. It's, 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 it's desert. I mean, there, there's some growth here and there, but a forest with bears in it, it's hard to imagine. And according to tradition... A, a, a double miracle happened here. And the miracle, according to Chazal, according to the rabbis, you know, the fact that a forest popped up that was worthy of housing two bears, and then the two bears, Vativakana Mayhem, and the bears uh, um, uh, wrecked or ruined or, or mangled among the boys. They attacked the boys, our boy and killed 42 of these young boys. Now this is a horrific um, thing to read. It's extremely difficult to read and that Elisha should curse them in such a way that they should be killed for making fun of him is, is very painful. Now there's a lot of tradition as to why these young boys might have deserved such a terrible fate. 
and who they might have been. Uh, among those traditions are the idea that these boys were making money off of the fact that the people of Yericho didn't have clean drinking water. So they were angry at because they were, they were go- traveling, getting clean water from other places and turning it over at a significant profit. And Elisha just ruined their source of livelihood, so they were angry at him. And the fact that Elisha w- sees in these young boys no future, the Chazal also teach that he was able to see into their future and see that, that their lives were going to be lives of evil and, and, and deceit, and their descendants would be such as well. But these, these are, are interesting and important and interesting to learn and remember. But in the verse that we're reading, this deliberately gives us this sense and this feeling that Elisha has a significant anger issue. Um, and, um, and that's something which, you know, which the impression that we've gotten until now, the impression before of, of how he addressed the people that were looking for Eliyahu with, by saying, I told you so. Um, and, and, and in this very disturbing and difficult to read episode and then he went to Mount Carmel so <coughs> he's crossing all the way up north and west of where he was and it doesn't say clear what's the significance why Har Carmel why did he go there other than to possibly retrace the steps of his, of his master and go to one of the places where one of the most famous episodes in Eliyahu's life took place um, Umisham, but other than that, it's not very clear what the significance of Harakarmel was and why he went there. Umisham, and, and, why, and if he went there, why the verse even bothers telling us that he went there? Other than to give us the sense that he's going to the places that are significant in the life of his teacher because he wants to follow in the footsteps of his teacher. And given that it seems that he did receive what he asked for, which is twice the power of Eliyahu, and in Chazal and in tradition, it's pointed out in every episode in Elisha's life is a parallel to uh, an episode in Eliyahu's life where when Eliyahu did X, the, the uh, Elisha did X squared, or X times two at least. Um, so to see that parallel, that's why it mentions here our Carmel. That's just one way of understanding it. Misham shav Shomron, and from there he returned to Shomron, to Samaria, where, of course, is the capital city of the northern kingdom and where the new king, uh, after the death of Ahaziah, which we read about in chapter 1, the new king was now king. And we are going to learn in the next chapter, chapter 3, about this new king, who he was, and his career. And we're going to hear a lot more about the career of Elisha (coughs) in the upcoming chapters. Thank you so much for studying chapter 2 together with me. Looking forward to studying chapter 3, the rest of the book of Kings, and have a wonderful day.